0: Welcome to Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond. We are so glad you could join us today. The Crosstalk podcast is in pursuit of growing in our understanding of the gospel and discovering what it means to transfer to the next generation. And now, here are your hosts, Charles and Daniel. Welcome to a new season of
1: Crosstalk. We are excited that you have decided to join us this season. Uh, We have a lot of new things in store, and um, hopefully you had a great holiday uh, season, a great new year. And uh, now that we're full into February, uh, life is full into this year now. (laughs) And uh, if you've paid much attention, though, to our year and reasons to give, campaign over the holiday season this past year, Uh, we shared that we wanted to broaden and expand the influence of Crosstalk, Uh, and we're looking, what that means is we're looking to have guests on, and we're looking to talk about issues that we've never really addressed here on Crosstalk. Maybe we've touched on them, um, but we really want to kind of expand where Crosstalk is and what we're seeking to accomplish, and it's not about us. We have a lot to say, but that doesn't mean we have everything there is to say. Um, and and, when, and the reason we have a lot to say is because we know Christ, and he has given us so much in his word. Um, but to have other people on to give other perspectives, I think, will be uh, key. So there's some things that um, we need to do to be able to do that, both structurally and um, technically. So we'll be doing that and getting that in place and, and moving into that. So look, that'll give you something to look forward to, share with your friends, uh, some new things coming down the pipe. But speaking of new things uh, to kick off this season, um, we're going to be talking about thinking now. Before I go into even kind of why we want to talk about that, this has been quite a journey developing this over this month uh, as we took the month of January off. And I think both of you, or both of us, I should say, feel humbled and kind of like, should we have really bitten off this idea of I feel thinking? I like am climbing Mount Everest.
2: <laughs> and I, I never right. have had any desire to climb Mount Everest right. at all.
1: I, I will say this. We've done more... Thinking, no pun intended, we've done more thinking both separately about, and together. Yes, yeah. about this series that we want to start on Crosstalk than we have ever done, I would say, safely say, I on think any that's other time,
2: Probably so. Yeah.
1: Because this topic is so important, um, and this topic will probably carry us well into summer because it's very vast yet specific, um, and we'll be defining thinking, talking about how to think biblically systematic theology, worldview. And then once we've laid the roadmap for thinking, hopefully, clearly, biblically, we want to go from the classroom of learning how to think to the fields of where to apply this thinking. Um, So how do we think about parenting? How do we think about the church? How do we think about culture and the list goes on. So, so yes, there's a lot ahead of us, but the, the whole purpose and goal is that we want to think biblically. We want to think rightly. We want Christ and his word and how we view his word to inform our thinking so that in everything that we do, we bring glory and honor to him that the generations to come might know The gospel for today and beyond so that's really where we're at and we've kind of come to this conviction that if we don't know how to think then anything we've talked about this past years of doing crosstalk won't matter if we can't think correctly right and we want to teach you how to think correctly and biblically so that you can go and teach and learn and apply and so that's really our heartbeat and our and our desire, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like we're, we're on the same page on that one.
2: I think so, yeah.
1: Absolutely. So I will apologize today that um, I have a cold uh, that's been going around. I finally caught it. I, I, I missed it throughout the holiday season and, and through January and here toward the end, I, I've got it. So if I'm coughing or whatever, I do apologize for that. It seems every year that happens and in, in this time of year. But for today, we will start with just simply defining thinking as as a subject in a biblical manner. So what is thinking? Kind of just looking at it in a generic, general way um, so that we can begin to ease into this idea of thinking. So
2: what is thinking? Well, um, folks who listen to us regularly won't be surprised that, you know, when I'm thinking of a subject, we are thinking of a subject. We're more comfortable with a passage of Scripture that at least addresses the Um. um the subject, in uh, at least in some sense, you know, the Bible doesn't have anything to say about electrical engineering. Right. It does have things to say about thinking, and so we're going to go to Paul, and he talking to uh, his disciple Lee, uh, probably his protege, his one guy when he left, when he was beheaded. Uh, he wanted to to say um, was. Sort of going to take his place, and that was Timothy. And He, right. he wrote two letters to Timothy that we know of, and we uh, in Second Timothy chapter two verse seven, he made a comment to, to Timothy after man, saying some important things about life and ministry. He said, "Now consider what I say, and the Lord give you understanding in all things." Hmm. But I thought about. I thought a lot about that passage, and I, I thought about it. I think we can look at it expositionally and see some broad ideas about what it means to think. So that's where we're going. Yeah.
1: You know, and it's interesting when you think about this idea of thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we, I think in our culture, we're starting to see um, a problem with thinking. But then when you dig into the church, there's even a deeper problem because I think the culture has affected the Mm -hmm. church. But it's interesting. We just had our board meeting recently, and we brought this before our board and really just wanted to get their feedback, and and graciously they've done that, and it's been some great wisdom there. And one of the things that one of our board members brought up was that he is on the board of a college ministry, Mm -hmm. and their people, their staff was coming in and saying, look, we used to go share the gospel with people. And they would listen to us and they would reject it or not, you know, just depending on how right. the conversation went, where the Spirit led. Now they're looking at me and going, well, time out. You want me to believe that Jesus loves me and that I should accept him and confess my sins, but you believe and you hate gay people, and Jesus hates gay people.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah,
1: and so now that's where that's happening, and so now if you don't know how to think through these things, you're going to struggle going out into the culture. You should always know how to think about these things, but I think now
2: more than ever this is important. Well, that illustration uh, reminds me of the passage in which Paul said to the Corinthians when the we use this to think of ourselves personally, but he was actually talking about when we're discussing truth with others, we are to take captive every thought to obedience to Christ. Our goal yes. is to take captive thoughts. Well, what the culture has done, what media has done, what the, the cultural elites have done is they've taken captive these hmm. thoughts so that that's immediately the way right. people think. Yep. They don't think beyond that. They think that immediately. And it's amazing how we use the word think. Yeah. I mean, you can't hardly say a sentence without saying, well, I think. Well, now I'm thinking so that's about it think. Think. Uh, Well, I was thinking and, <laughs> right. you know. And there's a reason for that because thinking is so much part of what yeah. we do. We're going to talk about that in general, but there's a more specific idea yeah, of absolutely. thinking as well. Okay, so jumping in
1: here, one of the first things we want to see is we're looking at 2 Timothy 2 7, and we consider this idea of just in general thinking. Right. Uh, we want to talk about the obligation of thinking. So, what do we consider?
2: Yeah, he says consider, it's a, an imperative. So it's a present imperative and we'll talk about what how important that is but what he is saying specifically to his young protégé Timothy who is pastor we believe at the church of Ephesus this time is to think is mm. we are obligated to think so it's almost a command it is we are, mm. while you know the um, and I think this speaks to the the voluntary nature of thinking. You know, you and I, as we were discussing and thinking through this whole issue, I made the comment that thinking needs to be not involuntary but intentional. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's what Paul is addressing with with Timothy. Because you're probably going to think about something. Right. Uh, no, no, probably. You think, will think about something. Thinking is involuntary. Yeah. yeah we yeah, think yeah. about something. Uh, we go back to, I, I quoted, with you and me, and then last night when we were meeting with the board, and I said, you know, uh, D. Martin Lloyd Jones is known for a quote in which he said, a lot of our problem, Christian problems would be solved if they would talk to talk to themselves instead of listen to themselves. Hmm. And what what uh, I believe Lloyd Jones is addressing there is this whole idea of intentional thinking instead of involuntary thinking, just roaming thoughts, and and. That brings up a lot of questions that I hope we'll answer to some degree. Yeah, we're not going to answer them all right now. <laughs> or at least address <laughs> right. uh, in the coming weeks. But when Paul says to Timothy, consider what I say, he is laying before him an obligation to think mm. about. Which but, is interesting you say that because obviously
1: Timothy's a pastor. He's an elder of a church. Yeah. So the need for leadership there. To be good thinkers right. is important, but I think we all, whether you're lay or a leader in
2: particular, we need to think. Right, and the truth is, all of us are called to lead in one aspect or another. Maybe not in a positional sense. Well, if your father, but, you're but you're called in the to sense lead. of influence, yeah. we certainly are. Yeah. Now, there's two aspects of this uh, when Paul says this. One, one of the aspects is it's a challenging obligation. Uh, he's challenging Timothy to think. He is ta- challenging Timothy to think intentionally. Um, when I was in seminary, I had a professor who was from Australia. And he he always challenged us beyond what we were used to. He he just could not stand for his students just to accept cliches and right. what he called epigrams. And 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 one in one class in particular, a young man he racist, would love the. Um, Memes of today <laughs> yeah, Right, memes And yeah. then we do We think in terms of memes Right And, and one student Raised his hand And said uh, Dr. Barnard He said uh, you're, you're, you're Speaking over my head And he said then I suggest you Stand on your tiptoes <laughs> Now You know We think that's, that's, how, It how is fun brash It does sound fun to say yeah, that, right? It does yeah. sound fun He was ser- dead serious Right In other words Stretch yourself Think Let's let's go beyond. I'm not let's saying think, I know how to reach. do it all. I'm
1: just saying if you can't reach that,
2: then we need to go above it. Reach, yeah. And and to me, this is what Paul did with Timothy and with all of us and all throughout the New Testament. You see Paul challenging people to think, uh, to uh, you think have the mind of on Christ. These things, yeah. yeah, yeah. Think on these things. Well, uh, and we're also challenged to renew our minds. Exactly. And how do you do that? Right. Yeah. So so there's the whole idea of challenge. And when I say challenge, challenge deals with a couple of things. It deals with distractions. All of us know about distractions to our mm-hmm. thinking and confusion. There are many distractions to to, to thinking to thinking intentionally right. we are constantly bombarded with stuff with media with input with mm. some kind of distraction the well, other
1: mindless media yeah. Yeah. and yeah.
2: We don't, we're we're going to go there later i just want to introduce this idea of distraction Think right. about that yeah, yeah yeah the other is confusion confused thinking that's a challenge but even christians are confused about some very important things yeah. so When we think about the challenge, we're talking about that. Distraction has to do with attentiveness, attentiveness in a strong biblical sense, attention to what is right and good. And confusion has to do with clarity. Mm. Clarity in thinking, clarity of thought. So uh, that's the challenge. The other issue here you, you, you is – You know, something I want to hit on something real quick you just talked about there, and it's just
1: a thought that comes to my mind. It's not on the script. I know it's not, but <laughs> it comes to my mind,
2: and we, we're we
1: going to go off script here a little bit. But I – I the I, you know, I look at our day and age, and I never want to be the fuddy-duddy no, I mean what that means. That's a fear, isn't it? But I'm getting older, so I feel like I'm becoming that. You're becoming one of me, right? And and and, and the thing that I don't understand is that we're so attached to our technology that I th- and it's fine. I have technology. I'm looking at it right. It's now. It's a tool. Yeah. I'm using it right now for yeah. for recording purposes and 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 working. I, yeah. I don't have sure paper. Yeah. But if I want to clarify what I'm thinking, I write it by hand. There you go. Yeah. Now, and here's why there is something about the exercise of forcing yourself with pen and paper to write it down. Now, when I preach a message, I type it out and I write my manuscript or if I'm teaching or whatever, right. I do that. But that exercise removes all distraction and forces me to clarify. Right. So yeah. I, I don't want to get into – we'll probably get into more of that type of stuff and, and when it comes to culture and whatnot, but but I think there's something to be said
2: about that. Well, if I could be a little transparent, I mean, we used to already told our listeners how much we've thought about this and talked about it and thought out loud together about this, and I've got like three or four pages of just – Same. Like eight, f- eight, five and a half by eight of just stuff written yes, down. Yes, same. Now, my challenge next – is to clarify that thinking by organizing those thoughts,
1: along with physical books that I've been reading and underlining,
2: yeah, stuff or highlighting yeah. or whatever, yeah, yeah. but or anyway, putting a question I,
1: mark out to the side. I don't or want something. to derail us too much, but I just think clarifying is so
2: important. If you want to think rightly, you need to be clear. And so, and we'll talk more about that later. The other aspect of this obligation is it's a constant obligation. Paul uses the present tense, and the present tense in the Greek talks about ongoing, continuous action. So when he says, consider what I say, he is challenging Timothy, young Timothy, young preacher, young pastor, young elder, to give constant attention to thought, in particular to this thought so it's but, not supposed to stop yeah it's not just a, a moment or a day in which oh i i'm i oh i've been thinking you know and i but it's it is a constant obligation now that brings up some questions well what about and we're, we're not going there right now but stay we stay tuned will. yeah yeah that's coming <laughs> later yeah so
1: that's okay, the okay so the obligation in some ways almost an imperative it isn't apparent yeah yeah um, for sure the the object of thinking, okay, what I say, so not just what I consider, but what comes out of the mouth
2: well not, yeah what well, has been written. what am I thinking on, yeah, yeah, what am I thinking about, right and that that brings um well, we'll talk about that in a moment, I get ahead of myself here, but uh <laughs> what is Paul talking to Timothy about? He is challenging him, obligating him to think specifically. Consider, next few words, what I say." Now, this is what he wants Timothy to think about. Now, there are a lot of things that Timothy has to think about. But in this particular instance, Paul is garnering young Timothy's attention. Here's young Timothy as a man, he's just like the rest of us guys. You know, he's red-blooded, and he's got all the passions, but Paul is saying, Consider what I say. And when he does, he's talking about a couple of things. He's talking about the privilege of biblical thinking. That uh, we're going to go there over the next few weeks, but but we take thought for granted. Why? See, because we, we just kind of let it happen. We take it for granted. Also,
1: I think those of us who've been Christians for a while, to bring it home to bear, we are used to hearing things. So we kind of got used to it. Mm hmm. Whatever that might be. Any topic you throw it out there, and then on a broader spectrum, for those of us just in culture in general, there's so much information that it's to the point yeah, where it's after a
2: while you just kind of get lazy to it. in our yeah. thinking.
1: We have the most plethora of information ever in any it's time incredible. in history, and yet we are the sometimes the dumbest people on the face of the earth. Yeah. And I say that, I mean that, and we I are, put all of us in we that We're
2: ignorant of the things that matter. Yeah. Yeah.
1: People have discussions, and then we'll talk about things, and you're like, you realize this person has no idea what they're
2: talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you, you oh, yeah, qu- Even a quick Google search would have told you that, you know, type right. of thing. Yeah. It's amazing what you hold in your hand. And it's amazing just what runs before your eyes just as you drive down the road. It's almost intoxicating. But Paul is is saying we have a privilege as Christians. We have a source of truth. We have an anchor. We have we have a privilege of thinking biblically, and that's what he's calling uh, Timothy to. We probably need to move on because we can get bogged down here pretty easily. The other is the pursuit of biblical thinking. If Thinking is a constant obligation, as we said earlier. Then that means we are to pursue biblical thinking.
1: This so, is an, when you say pursue, it's almost like I, 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 I'm taking
2: it this way this is our life goal. Right. As long as we're on this earth right we are constantly you know in our sanctification what we're growing into the likeness of Christ right and we believe that one day we will be like Christ when we see him but in this, and this part of that sanctification is our mind right the front I used to say the front line of spiritual warfare of battle yeah the battle the front line of the battles of mind and so it would go back to what Paul what uh, Jesus said seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you seek first well what does it mean to seek that means you have to Put your mind on it and want it and desire it uh, mentally. So, and that re- includes reading. And I can hear some people say, "Well, I'm not much of a reader." I, okay, but you can read. You know, God's given you. But we can read. We can make time to read. I don't say we have to be um, scholars, but we can read. Uh, meditating, discussing, like you and I have done on this subject, and resolving—these are all part of thinking. And so, this is the pursuit. Okay, so
1: we've we've dealt into the idea of consider the actual thought. Okay, now what it, consider what is said. The now object. there's always the the outcome of thinking, understanding. Now maybe wisdom, a little bit of wisdom.
2: I don't know. I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. What's the outcome? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, wisdom certainly is an outcome of thinking biblically. I mean, and that's that's something we will probably talk more about, and we will even allude to that. Um, but I think we have to look first at just the, the general possibility of thought. Uh, you know, Paul says, "Consider what I say, and the Lord give you understanding mm-hmm. in all the in all things." Boy, that's comprehensive in all <laughs> things. But Almost he, exhaustive. He's speaking yeah. specifically about the ministry in the church yeah, no, now. Um so the possibility I think of Solomon when he was opening up the book of Ecclesiastes and he said, you know, the preacher sought out how to find wisdom and and then he decided vanity, all is vanity. Right. It, it's a bit I mean this melancholy, is the wisest man think? in the world. And what does he come up with? That's right. the best he can come bear, up with. It's a bit you know? melancholy. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's the all is vanity, all is emptiness, nothing. Um, that's not where he stopped, but that he got he was that was part of his experience. And and that that illustrates for us the possibilities of thought. I mean, men especially can appreciate just the possibilities of where our thoughts can go. Women can think their thoughts can go places probably not the same as men. I know we're being uh, somewhat sexist here, but it, we there are differences in the way we're emotionally made up and the way we think. And th- there are all kinds of possibilities. We can think on stuff. We can think on vacations. We can think on uh, whatever. We don't know. have
1: a problem thinking. No, we think. I think, think our think. problem is we don't think correctly and on the right things.
2: There's so much to co-opt our thoughts, and more than ever. So this is, as we're thinking about thinking, we must keep this, the possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. The mind is an incredible computer. It is said we only use about 10% of it. I don't know if that's so, but we don't use it all. But and now we have virtual reality. There's an actual virtual world now that you can live in, buy, buy stuff things. in, yeah. live in places that don't exist except virtually, and spend your money on these things. This is a this is absolutely mind boggling mm-hmm. the possibilities. Which then leads us to the promise. What is the promise of thought? Well, when you say promise, are we talking hopeful here?
1: Or are we well, talking uh, Christological in the sense of and I don't mean to use such a big word, but but are we talking about looking to something that has actual hope here?
2: Uh, well, I, there is a promise to those who think biblically and there is a hope there is that out there there is that which should allure us as Christians and it shouldn't be the other things we talked about the uh, um, I think of Joshua when he was uh, taking over for Moses and he I mean he's filling some big shoes and Moses was the man I mean he talked directly to God and just incredible and now the Lord says to you know Moses my servant is dead uh, but you're the man. You're the man I've chosen. Uh, and, he, and he says to him, um, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. And I don't think he was just saying you got to talk it out loud. Right. You know, we speak to ourselves, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Yeah. Then your way will be prosperous. Then you will have good success. So God prospers, good thinking. When I say prospers, it doesn't mean he gives you the lottery. You know the guy who just won the big. <laughs> we're not dollars. talking I mean, about a yeah, that, a prosperity. We're gospel talking about prosperity, yeah. much better than that. Then I think of the psalmist in Psalm one nineteen. Uh, he talked about uh, your, the, your word is my meditation, my thinking. Uh, I have more understanding my teachers because your word, your com, your commandments are my my in my meditation. Um, I think of. Paul in Philippians, and we'll probably go back to this passage, Philippians four eight. Whatever things are true, lovely, righteous, good report, if there's any virtue, any praise, think on these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Um, and then Solomon, when he comes to end of the Ecclesiastes, it's interesting. After all of his uh, melancholy ramble, yeah, and talk, he says, so the preacher sought uh, to set an order certain things. He's thinking. And he sought to find acceptable words. Words, by the way, are what we think about. And he said, uh, then the words of the wise are like goads, prods, and the words of scholars are like well-driven nails. He's likening words and thought to certain outcome. Mm-hmm. And so there is an outcome to our thinking. There is a, there's a place we go When we think a certain way and think certain thoughts. Let me
1: ask you this with our limited time that's left. Do you think, (laughs) do you think that, um, and I'm not going to be able to say that word without emphasizing I know, we can't never, yeah. But (laughs) do do you think that if our thinking does not make us hopeful, it is bad thinking? Well, for Christians,
2: all thoughts should make us hopeful, Mm. uh, for sure. I mean, we are a hopeful people not hopeful in the sense of we wish something would happen but it may not we are hopeful in the sense that there is a sure expectation and we have that to think upon
1: well you know it's interesting one of our board members we we mentioned them before at at the beginning brought up the whole point that in in a real sense we're, we're we're this is not our home right okay but on the flip side we live here yeah and so if we're hopeful that means we're going to fight for justice along the way. We're going to we're going to we're going to love our children along the way. We're going to be good parents, and yeah. we're going to or uh, strive to be good yeah. parents. We're going to strive to be good members of society, and and all of these things. And so, I think we have a, a hopeful people should be those things, even though we know this world is passing away. It's all kingdom work. It's so, if our thinking to bring it back to what we're saying, if our thinking is not correct then we will not be hopeful, and we will not do those things as we should.
2: Well, it's interesting that in John Bunyan's work, classic work, Pilgrim's Progress, one of the people that walk with Christian along the way is hopeful. (laughs) And uh, yes, our, our focus on the celestial city makes us hopeful and makes us thoughtful and makes us productive for Jesus' sake, for the kingdom's sake. Our thinking guides that. And these things are the fruit of this kind of thinking. Well, we definitely
1: used a lot of time to think through these things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've got a long road.
2: Hang done. in there with us. Yeah, a there's just a lot ahead of us. But I think
1: we wanted to really talk about our heartbeat and why we want to talk about this. Yeah. And this biblically defines that. And, and we want people to walk away and to be able to think for themselves. So hopefully the ultimate end will be is that you know how to think so that you can think good things. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Well, with that said, we hope you join us next week as we talk about
0: thinking. Thanks everyone so much for joining us today. You can always visit us on the web at crosstalkpodcast.org. Crosstalk is produced by Vision for Living Ministries, a nonprofit organization. This podcast is a free resource, but you can support us financially through our website. For more information on Vision for Living Ministries, visit our website at visionforliving.org, where you will find more great resources. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, just search for Vision for Living, or on Twitter at V4L. We also love to hear from our listeners. You can email us anytime at info at visionforliving.org. Be sure to join us next week on Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond.